Hello there and welcome to the Alstein Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games and all that jazz like there's no tomorrow. This week we're talking about Top Gun Maverick. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my co-host John. Hello there. Oh, General Kenobi. I see I what I'm this gonna is. Use, I'm going to use that now. I think I'm going to okay. use that. Not bad, yeah. not bad. You know, I wish that we could talk about Kenobi this week, but we got we got to wait until it's over. Yeah, we can't wait to talk about it. I know everybody's like, can you please talk about it? Like, well, when it's over, when's it all Eventually. over? So. Eventually we'll get there. But Eventually. Let's talk. Let's stop Top Gun, shall we? Top Gun. I want to. I want to kind of. I want to kind of start just by saying, like, what are your like brief thoughts on the original film? Oh, the original film. Okay, so the <laughs> cast your film... mind back, John. <laughs> oh my God, back in eighties, was when I was born. Yeah, the first film is really interesting because you know it was like a, this cultural phenomenon that everybody was talking about. Top Gun, I think, when my dad was talking about it, I wouldn't shut up everything about it. But you can see, like, the cultural references throughout cinema. Like, you got people, say, like, saying, talk to me, Goose, or there's one bit in Archer singing Danger Zone, and you got people quoting yeah. everything about it. You know, it's, 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 it's a massive film, but then when you watch the film, like, today, it's a really fun film to explore the military life of Top Gun. I don't know, but, like... <laughs> just like people just flying jets and then just like the danger zone <laughs> it's definitely yeah. like tom cruise at the height of his popularity first time around i mean i would argue that we're getting a very a tom cruise renaissance what with mission impossible and edge of tomorrow mm. and even even top gun maverick i feel like yeah we are definitely getting this new array of films from him but I feel like Top Gun was one of those kind of original ones that really like, you know, made him famous. And I was very like the first film to me is like, it's fine. I don't really have any strong opinions on it. I'm not a huge, I'm not, I'm not like the biggest fan in the world, but obviously this film, Top Gun Maverick, I might even think that it's better than the original. I genuinely, I, I, I genuinely think that this film does a lot of really interesting things and elevates what they did in the original i mean it's definitely a film that's made for the fans it's made for the people who grew up with top gun if you're a man in your 40s or 50s or or beyond that you're gonna love this film like you know like we're young men we're not exactly the demographic i wouldn't say but other people like this is like for them i have so many friends and like friends parents who will not shut up about this film and are so unbelievably excited. And I feel like for them, this film is probably gonna be such a smash hit. Like they're gonna love it. So yeah, what did what did you think of of Maverick? Maverick, yeah, I I agree. Like you know, it's it's a far fair film, so much better. Like there was more of a storyline. I mean, Top Gun had a storyline, but it was a bit <laughs> focused on Tom Cruise, just like being this sassy, crazy guy being in Top Gun. But then he's a Gun, maverick. Oh, he's a maverick. Oh my god! But there was one bit that I really liked in the first film was Goose. Goose was just like a really good character in the film. And then spoilers. Oh yeah, spoilers. We didn't say spoilers, Tom. We didn't say spoilers. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. If you just you know haven't watched Top Gun, just don't type in the comments like you guys didn't say spoilers. Oh down. Um, Thumbs down. You know, <laughs> you know what? Like, okay. at, at this point, people should ex- be expecting us to spoil things. We never hold back. No, no. But anyway, spoilers. Goose dies. And that was a mm-hmm. really painful moment in the film. The second one, Maverick, was like a film that reflects the first film, but on a more emotional scale. Like when Maverick sees Fooster play the song. Don't know what's the name, but... Great like, Balls of Fire. 
yes, that's it. Playing the song and just brings back a lot of memories when mm. Goose was playing that. And I thought that's a really good callback because usually characters who die don't really get to reflect in the second film. But it's pretty emotional. I really like they, they did that. So, yeah. Yeah, the relationship between Maverick and Goose and Goose's death, is it's all over this film, especially. I agree. That scene where, that, where Reese is playing the piano and Maverick, he has these flashbacks, is a really, really powerful scene. I thought that, that was really successful in creating this inner turmoil you know, where he's made this promise to Rooster's mum before she passed. And, you know, he wants to be in Rooster's life. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, he doesn't want to have the, the repeat of Goose's death, which he still feels guilt for. And I really enjoyed that kind of furthering of Maverick's arc. But I have to say, I think that Rooster himself is probably the more interesting character. I think I kind of would have preferred it if this film... Now, this is going to be ridiculous, me saying this, because there's no way that they would make a Top Gun sequel without Tom Cruise front and center being the main character. But I think I would have preferred it if Rooster was the main character. And no, I'm not saying they should have called it Top Gun Rooster. That would have been hilarious. (laughs) But I feel like his character is the one who, you know, all the best scenes in the film are Rooster scenes, I would argue. And I feel like Miles Teller did a great job. You know, like the similarities between Rooster and Goose, you know, even, even down to the names. I feel like his character, to me, was the most, like, surprisingly interesting part of this film. Yeah, that's a really big surprise. You know, like in the trailers, he wasn't much of a huge character because, you know, he's like, oh, he's the son of Goose. There's going to be like some conflict. But no, it was really surprising throughout the scenes where they, you know, they talked about like the dad or what was he like? And then there was a bit of time where they bonded, like fixing the plane. I thought that was pretty awesome at the end. Oh, yeah. And, mm. and then like they flew that really old F-12. I, I think it's an F-12. They, they flew at the end when they were working together when they crashed and yeah, I thought that was a really good way to, to show their relationship. Yeah, really surprising character throughout the film. I agree that he should have been more focused in like how he dealt with growing without father and then Maverick kind of like putting in the role of the kind of the father trying to help Rooster. They're trying to do something, you know, trying to let go of the past. Absolutely. And I feel like, you know, the way that the Maverick pushes Rooster and indeed everyone on the, on the, on the team that they've assembled is like really good. I mean, there's a, I think one of my favorite scenes was the scene where they are all just playing, I think they're just playing American football on the, on the beach. And not only was it just so similar to stuff from the first film, but it was just nice and it was wholesome. And it was just like, just a lot of people kind of bonding, you know, making a team. And there's even a moment where Maverick says to, I think it's John Hamm's character. And he says, well, you wanted me to make you a team. Well, here's your team. I, I thought that there were some really nice moments outside of the fighter jet stuff that, I thought was really powerful and you know arguably some of the some of the best scenes of the film you know are the ones that are on land and aren't necessarily you know the ones in the air but I have to say this film is shot so well oh my god yeah like so much of this is the actors like genuinely like in the the planes themselves I actually I think it actually might all be like them without any CGI like just flying around like I think yeah. explosions and stuff you know like the missiles and all that I think that's the CG part but other than that these guys are actually flying around they had like flight training and all this stuff and it looks amazing the way that Joseph Kaczynski uh, the director put like the camera like on like the wings or even on the cockpit it felt so visceral so real I mean I didn't see it on the biggest screen but I can imagine you know you see this in IMAX you'd be having an incredible time yeah and the way Oh, it's incredible, like, how they 
they shot inside the planes. Like, you saw it's going to be CGI, but, you know, if you watch this in the cinema, like, I watched it in super screen because I thought, you know, I wanted to get, like, the experience. Oh, of, yeah, like, brilliant. Oh, the sound. Like, if you want to go there for the sound and cinematography, do that. That is really mm. cool if you want to get, like, the glimpse of it. Like, when I saw June, the whole cinema was, like, shaking, like, yeah. the super screen. But, like, in here with Top Gun, it was really cool. And the cinematography, I'm just, like, so impressed, like, how they filmed inside it. And it's weird, isn't it? Like, you know, you, you just, you can't tell if it's CGI or not. But it's not CGI, but, you know, like, they just fly around. It just looks so cool. Like, it's real, you know, like, like in the first Top Gun, is it in the 90s or 80s? <laughs> 80s, you know, like... 80s, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 80s, yeah. Like, they haven't got a lot of uh, special effects, you know what I mean? But here, they actually filmed it, you know, on, mm. the, on the thing. Yeah. It's such a yeah. bold choice. You know, technology has, as you just said, like, evolved so much since the 80s. They probably could have done it all on green screens, and it probably also would have looked great. But I appreciate so much that they did a lot of this in camera. And it's funny that you bring up Dune, because we are being treated in terms of, like, blockbusters that have, like, that are genuinely, actually like like okay so we're so used to the marvel formula where everything's shot on green screen and you know so much of it just in terms of the filmmaking is pretty lazy but we've been treated recently we've got top gun maverick we've got no time to die june the batman all these films that are so incredibly made with such thought put together with so much practical effects and the cinematography and sound design and all these elements come together to make something you know amazing even if the films themselves even if you don't like the films you you have to agree that the way that they're put together are amazing and really do show that cinema and modern blockbusters can survive and don't all have to be what the MCU is showing us, which, you know, has its place, but also like, you know, for people like us who are critical of that, who want to see, you know, these blockbusters that are made with this heart and forgo all this CG stuff. I think that these, I think that it's so good that we have, that we're still getting these. And, you know, I'm so glad that, that Tom Cruise didn't put this out onto streaming. I'm really happy that he waited because, like, imagine watching this at home. It wouldn't be the same. You'd have to watch it on at least a projector to get the right experience. And I feel like we're so lucky to have seen all of these films, you know, like June, like The Batman, No Time to Die, Top Gun Maverick, at the cinema, on the big screen. It's it's so good. Yeah. You just want to get, like, the full experience of, like, you know, the F-14 or F- I don't know what the plane's names, but, yeah, just, like, to get, like, a, a really cool view. I mean, it's a cool view at the cinema, of course. But, you know, just to see that, it's really cool. So do that if you're watching that streaming services. I mean, what are you doing? There is only really one way to watch this film, and it's it's at the cinema. It's upsetting that Tenet didn't get, you know, like oh. if Tenet, I reckon if Tenet came out now, when people are going back to the cinema, instead of straight away from the pandemic, I reckon that, you know, people would, you know, loads of people would have seen it and people would have been much more like receptive to it whereas you know it didn't i feel like it didn't really get its dues watch tenet everyone if you haven't already and rewatch it yeah. if you've already seen it yeah tenet it's a great film like so it gets good. better every time you watch it every time like, absolutely it's a really strange film you know you just watch it the first time you're like what what what, what does this mean <laughs> and then the second time what I, it it makes sense now like yeah. if you have subtitles please have subtitles you like you don't know what's going on in that film you're just like oh it's a whole new story now yeah Yeah. absolutely and you can listen to our 
revisited Tenet episode, which we did last August or something. So yeah, like if you've watched it and you want to revisit it. But anyway, we're talking about we're talking about Top Gun. This isn't oh yeah, this Top is, Gun. Yeah, the score. About Top Gun. The score. Yeah, uh, the score. I just wanted to talk about the score because you know it just came up randomly in my head. Like you know, at the opening, you know, like at the beginning, it was like a really cool opening of like the first film. Yeah, I mean, I, I they they used themes from the original, but they used it sparingly. Like there was quite a bit of restraint that they didn't use Take My Breath Away and some of the songs that have become so iconic from the first film. And I'm really happy that they didn't because, you know, like I feel like it shouldn't all be, you know, nostalgia. And so much of this film, as I said, it is made for the people who love the first one and it does trade on nostalgia, but not in the way that something like Jurassic World or Force Awakens or Rogue One or some of the more insufferable examples of it does oh. <laughs> i think this film uses the nostalgia from the from the original really well and sparingly to the point where i reckon as somebody who's only seen the original once i didn't rewatch the original before this film i don't think you even need to see the original i feel like you get the exact same amount of enjoyment you know i feel like they fill in enough gaps for you on your own and i feel like the beauty of the film is that like you can get different level levels in, of enjoyment out of it i mean i hated the trailer for this film and i was so so sure that it was going to be you know just like oh look how, how good maverick is and like oh you remember this and you remember this just like what i hated about ghostbusters afterlife for example uh, you can check out a video on that that we did but it wasn't like that it was a lot more layered than that. And there were moments of kind of like, look at how cool this is. And hey, you remember Top Gun? But it was fleeting. And I feel like a lot of these moments, like when they all play Great Balls of Fire, it had a reason to be there. It wasn't just there because, hey, they did that in the original. It was literally there to have a character moment with Maverick. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. Oh, there was other detail that I really liked. In the opening credits of like the first Top Gun and the second one, you know, like they got a bunch of words talking about like what they do in the military. It said only men in the militaries in the first one. And then you got men and women in the, in the second one. So I thought that was a good detail to show that, you know, times have changed. And Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the the new crew. Obviously, we talked about Rooster, but we've got quite a couple of others. I don't remember a single name other than Hangman. I do. <laughs> OK, go on. Go on. Give me uh, some. Give Hangman, me some. Phoenix, yep. Bob. Nice. Bob! Bob was the best. Bob. Oh, the Bob. Oh, okay. Actually, there's one bit of like... I was like, convinced. Was... I was convinced that if anyone was going to die, because in the trailer it shows Iceman's funeral. We'll talk about Iceman. You uh, thought but... Bob was going to die? I thought Bob was going to die. I thought they were setting you, it up for Bob you, to die. You sad person. You thought Bob was going to die? <laughs> you, you, you Listen, Bob yes. was the Yes, I did. Listen, listen, listen. It could be called Top Gun Bob. Listen, that could be a great film. You know, like yes. Bob's just like, hey guys, I'm Bob. Really? That that's your call sign? Yeah, Bob. He just flies in there. He owned it. He bloody owned it, mate. Oh my god, we need that. Top gun three, top gun bob. I won't take anything top else. Top gun bob. Actually, that's I will take... really good. Actually, <laughs> we need it. Top gun bob. We need it. Oh my god. What would he do though? Like, Bob, you just he would like... save the day. <laughs> so like he's he's one of the like so, okay, so there are there are kind of two classes of, of fighter. One of them is just one pilot. So that's what Rooster flies. That's what Maverick flies. And then there are others like Phoenix and Bob who, who have like one person, Phoenix, flying. And then the co-pilot, which, which is Bob in this case, just like in the first film. And they kind of like 
have to like set the targeting. And you tell you what, if Bob wasn't there, they wouldn't have blown up the oh, thing. Bob saved the day, man. Bob saved the bloody day. Yeah, Bob. Oh my god. Imagine, imagine, okay, imagine this plot twist. His name wasn't Bob. It was Bob is just his call sign just was Bob and then he had like a new entire name just like something else. It wasn't Bob, it was like Robert or It wasn't Bob, it was Robert. <laughs> Robert, but Bob also that. Oh my god. Amazing. I mean like uh, I, I I did like this new kind of crew. I mean everyone's been saying it on online, but Glenn Powell as hangman is so wonderfully hate like hateable, you know? Yes. Like, oh my god, he was so good in his role because you know like he was just the most like the least likable dude but also like you kind of see at the end he has that kind of heart and he is at the end of the day on on the on the good guy's side i did kind of i would have liked more of a redemption for him because i don't feel like when he came in at the end i wasn't exactly like i mean first of all this film was incredibly predictable. I don't think there was a single beat that I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's interesting. I didn't expect no, that. man, we died. Yeah, no, there was no way. When they did that whole like, fake out death, I was like, no, absolutely no. not. Get no, lost. That is not going to happen. Tom, like, Tom, me and Tom know. Me and Tom know. <laughs> we, like, been through this. What was it? Space Mission Jam, Impossible. the sequel. Yeah, Space Jam. When Bugs Bunny d- faked his oh. death. Oh. That's. I thought you were gonna mention um, Mission Impossible Fallout when they did the whole like <laughs> the bomb at the end, but like yeah, I mean I think I just I just don't I can't see the film. I just don't know why I referenced that. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine, John. We know, your, we know that's your we know that's your favorite film of all time. Don't worry about it. No judgment oh my God, from Tom, me. How did you know? <laughs> oh my <No>. God. <laughs> you can. You guys can watch our Space Jam episode yeah. if you want. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, the whole setup to, like, Tom Cruise is about to die. You know, like, it, it, they were, like, saying, oh, this might be the last time you see each other or something. Like, oh, wow, they, they're going to do emotional something like that. But no, they, they, they're they not going to kill Tom Cruise. We've been through this, so. Yeah, how, how yeah. many times? They're not going to kill Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is going to live forever. He's going to go into space. He's going to discover the secret to eternity, give it to the Scientology people. And then we he will become the overlord. There it is. Um, you heard it here first, folks. Oh, good. No, I mean, I just don't see a film, especially now with, with Tom Cruise, the arguably as famous as he's ever been. I can't see a film killing Tom Cruise. Are you kidding me? Like, uh, as much as I'm... For name example, one. Name one. <laughs> well, for example, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 looks amazing. We all know that it looks amazing. I just don't know if he'll die. That feels like the logical way to continue Mission Impossible. Kill Ethan Hunt, but I don't feel like they would ever kill him. You know, any Tom Cruise character. But anyway, yeah. I did feel like this film was incredibly predictable. And I maybe I maybe would have liked it to kind of zhuzh it up a little bit. But, you know, like when Maverick and Rooster were flying back at the end and Hangman saved them, I was just like, yeah, most predictable thing ever. Like, it was just, you know, like the similar kind of thing we had with Iceman in the first film, yeah, I can I would have liked a little bit, you know, yeah. more spontaneity. Uh, uh, they could have done something that's a little bit more dramatic and a little bit more changing to the story. I mean, like it could have been like Empire Strikes Back, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Just, wait, like, you know wait, what are you imagining, Bob? I am your father. 
<laughs> that would be funny though. I mean, I don't know. Something fitting for Top Gun Maverick. I mean, Bob. I imagine Bob was like the mastermind or something, just like this entire time. It was me, Maverick. The whole time. It was time. me. They do the similar thing they do in in the original film, where they don't really go against anybody. It's not like they're going against like Russia or something. It's just like a the enemy, you know. And I feel like it's good that these films don't get bogged down in trying to do a villain and having the villain not have much screen time. Because how do you really fit a villain into this? You know, I, I thought that was really cool. But let's let's talk about Iceman. Let's talk about Val Kilmer. I thought Iceman. the way that they did Val Kilmer was amazing you know recognizing you know his real life struggles and you know not just writing him out like when maverick was texting him i was like oh my god are you kidding me is that what they're gonna do they're literally Uh, just gonna have him texting but no they genuinely they had a scene and it was a really beautiful scene and you know what val kilmer is a treasure like he's great in in the first top gun he's great in heat he's great in even in batman forever you know, like the guy is so wonderful and it was so heartwarming to get that scene. And it was emotional as well when he died and we had the funeral. Like I appreciated just the way that he was worked into the plot, you know, to further Maverick's story and, you know, to give a lot more weight to the ending of the first film. I thought it was great. Good. Well done. Good yeah. scene. Yeah, I, I really like that. And the most impressive thing was it was reflecting on the real life thing that what happened with Val Kilmer like with throat yes. cancer and the way that they had to do the scene was they had to use an AI voice to help Val Kilmer like to show that he's speaking okay interesting yeah yeah so I thought oh wow that's that's really impressive so they had to use like an AI voice because his throat cancer was worse I think but he's a he's a survivor mm. right now so yeah uh, I think he gone. really is yeah. yeah like what a what an absolute trooper what a guy. It was great to see him in this film. And Jennifer Connolly is also here. Oh, she yeah. Plays... Jennifer Connolly. Yeah. Yeah. She plays Penny. And I. <laughs> no, not fe- Penny. No, no. I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. We're not, I'm We're not sorry. doing Big Bang Theory here. We're doing Top I'm Gun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just came to my mind. Just like God, the funny. God damn it. <laughs> the funny. I'm sorry. Carry on. Carry on. I'll uh, just, I'll just well, be quite in shame. I, I, just want, I want to say about her character. I de- definitely felt like she was like the having a whole relationship with Maverick. There was an amazing scene where they talk, you know, when they're in bed together and they talk about like what he should do. And then, they, you know, like when he kind of like jumps out of the window, that was all very fun and, you know, really emotional. But I have to say, I did feel like her character was just kind of shoehorned in there. I don't feel like she was necessary for Maverick. to Like for me, the emotional core is Maverick you know, being able to teach new generation and, you know, reconciling with Rooster. I don't feel like we need him to have a relationship. It already felt a bit weird that the the relationship from the first film ended off screen. It was just odd. And I just don't really feel like we needed it. Yeah, it was a bit strange. One shot that I really liked, I was saying it to you, was like this shot. I thought that was pretty good. because It was like a really cool callback. Oh yeah, that was nice. That was quite sweet. I mean, like... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing better than than Tom Cruise on a motorbike. What I did like <laughs> is the whole, like, the opening with him. The Mach 10? In, yeah, when he's going Mach, Mach 10. I mean, like, the story relevance of it, I felt like, it. you know, there wasn't a lot of relevance in terms of the story. I felt like it was just an excuse for Tom Cruise to be like, I want to fly in the most kind of, like, high-tech thing. And... I want to be fast! I want to bloody go fast. I mean, he just basically, here's what happened, okay? Tom Cruise watched Sonic 
and he was like, damn, I, I wish, I wish I could be that fast. And then Joseph Kaczynski was like, Tom, you can go that fast. And he was like, what? And then that, that's how it happened. <laughs> Actually, did you hear the news? Tom Cruise is going to be playing Shadow in, in Sonic 3. Oh my God. That... <laughs> oh my, oh my God. God. And that would be incredible. I would genuinely. That would be like, incredible. Just like I would, I would pay Tom Cruise my own money to. I do not Same, have enough I, money I, for him, but like oh to, to him to play Shadow, that would be so good. I mean, oh, what Shadow's personality? I, I've got his personality. I thought, what was he like? Was he like really dark? And... Yeah, I think I think it was dark. Like he was in you know, a dark and kind of like, mysterious, I mean, edgy. I mean, Tom Cruise did play a mysterious, edgy character in Collateral, which he did really well. Like, it was a really different role. So I recommend you watch Collateral. Really good film if you want to watch something that's totally different from Tom Cruise. So, Oh, man, I love when Tom Cruise plays against type. Like in Edge of Tomorrow, like, he just plays like a... An idiot. <laughs> the whole time he, he plays like a coward, you have to kind of learn to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it, it's great. I I, re- yeah. I really love that film as well. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we're actually running out of time on the Zoom call here, so let's 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 wrap let's, let's wrap it up. Top Gun. Uh, what are you gonna give Top Gun uh, Maverick out of ten? Tom Cruise out of ten. <laughs> Tom no, Cruise uh, out of ten. Woo! Woo! No, seriously, eight out of ten. Really good film. I thought it was great. I agree. Eight out of ten. Absolutely wonderful. It's it's it feels good. To have another one of those lovely blockbusters. And yeah. It's good that we've got this to keep us going because next week, everyone, it's Thor The Dark World. Whew. What? The, what is widely considered one of the worst, or if not the worst, MCU movie. We're continuing our Thor uh, film. So, uh, whew, that's going to be very, very interesting. But if you do this episode, went- please give it a <laughs> thumbs up. And... <laughs> Subscribe if you want to see more. As I said, we're doing Thor next Why week, and we we're going to be doing so all the pain. Thor. We got, we got to do it, John. It has to happen. Okay. I'm going to be working through all the Thor films. Okay. We've already done the first one. We'll be doing okay. Ragnarok and Love and Thunder. We're going to be doing Jurassic World Dominion. We're going to be doing Kenobi. We've got loads of stuff coming, so stay tuned if you want to see all that. Because you know, why wouldn't you? It's it's top notch content. And if you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, you can at Alstein Film Pod and send us an email with your thoughts on Top Gun, any questions on any anything, or just like yeah. Re- genuine thoughts and we'll answer them right here on the podcast if you email us asktimefilmpod at gmail.com and I think that's everything also Star Wars Celebration how cool was that uh, yeah yeah Bad Batch trailer yeah. and or very nice very exciting very nice very nice. Fallen, very nice uh, Jedi Fallen Order 2 nice oh nice. Jedi Survivor <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. So exciting. Oh. All all things we'll cover on the pod. Don't you worry. Yes. Be safe. Be good. We enjoyed Tom Cruise again. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, Tom we'll Cruise. see you in a, we'll see you in a year for Dead Reckoning Part One, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he's gonna be winning again winning again and again. Yeah, you read again in this film. Uh, Did he? Tom Cruise. Yeah. He, it, he just he was winning towards Rooster in the forest. Oh yes. I remember that and I was like, oh, yep, tick. Tom Cruise did a run. Tick, well tick. done. Tom Cruise. Well won. done. Uh, but yeah, we enjoyed this. Uh, thank you for listening. Subscribe, like, take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>